What's up, everybody? Jason here. Welcome back to the show. As always, thanks for listening. I have a special, very special, extremely special, wonderful guest for you today joining me via Zoom. I have Ashley with Zen Fitness. How are you doing? Hey, Jason. I'm great. Thanks for having me on. Awesome. Let everybody know very quickly who you are and what you do. Hi, everybody. I am Ashley Herring, and um, we were formerly Zen Fitness. Uh, we are officially Zen RX, and the reason why we changed to that is because we now specialize in human movement um, and then taking a neurocentric or more of a neurological approach to that, which means that I use a lot of the nervous system in order to treat, miti- and, treat and mitigate pain and also correct human movement. So that's a big mouthful, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, for sure. And I'd be interested in having a conversation at another time, what some of that stuff is, because I don't think a lot of people connect the, uh, the neural side of things to fitness and health and that kind of stuff. And so I'd be interested to talk about that. But the reason I'm having you on today is because some years ago, I'm, I'm going to say maybe three or four years ago at this point, uh, I walked into your into your gym and uh, you started helping me with, with essentially it was weight loss. But what I realized that I needed from you more than anything was like mobility and movement. And so we've been in touch over the years. I've seen you multiple times for multiple things, but I still remember one of the, the first things that you had talked to me about and that you essentially made a rule at your gym was no shoes while we're working out. And I was just like, Oh, okay. You know, maybe it's some Eastern thing. I don't know. But there was a <laughs> definitely a, a reason behind that. And, uh, you know, I should have been a convert a long time ago if I would have listened to you and taken your expertise on it like I did some other things. But it's been taking me reading this book called Born to Run. And uh, there's multiple chapters in here, a lot of information about uh, how shoes are bad <laughs> um, and mm-hmm. how going barefoot has a lot of different benefits. So let me read something to you. And then I just kind of want you to react and go off, off of the cuff, essentially on uh, sure. maybe your response yeah, to I'd some of this. To. You ready? All right. Yeah, so, the, absolutely. So, so the book's called born to run. It's by Christopher McDougall. And so there's a part here, page 171. It says painful truth. Number one, the best shoes are the worst runners wearing top of the line. Shoes are 123% more likely to get injured than runners in cheap shoes, according to a study led by Bernard Marty, MD. So let me just continue. There's a couple of other things that are pretty interesting here. Um, Runners in shoes uh, that cost more than $95 or more than twice as likely to get hurt as runners in shoes that cost less than $40. And then there's this statement. What a cruel joke for double the price. You get double the pain. Um, there's a stat here where there was a research team that analyzed 4,358 runners on a 9.6 mile road race. All the runners filled out an extensive questionnaire that detailed their training habits and footwear for the previous year. As it turned out, 45% had been hurt during that time. And so they're saying that this, these injuries are being caused by shoes and not only shoes, but expensive corrective shoes. What do you have to say about all that, Ashley? <laughs> well, you know, it's, uh, it's definitely right up my alley. And some of the statistics I had never heard of, um, 
I did. I do understand that the more material is on a shoe or to form a shoe is more harmful. So typically when something costs more, it's either because you're buying the logo or yes, because there's more material at cost. So, you know, one of my, one of my biggest things that I have always explained to people is that, you know, we, we tend to wear minimalist shoes or, and that's what only when we can, um, if we can be barefoot, but we live in a society where being barefoot is now frowned upon looking back in the 1970s, when the sign was put up, no shirt, no shoes, no service. Um, it was to, um, basically not allow the hippie movement to come into a place of business. And, you know, so now we still hold that as some sort of, um, What's the word I'm looking for? Um, standard, something to or, tie yeah. tie people to. Yeah, yeah, like a standard. Yeah, like oh, um, and so. But what we've learned over the years is that when you when you are closer to the ground, I mean, if you're still wearing a rubber sole, it's a whole different conversation to have. You're not technically grounded, but in a shoe like a minimalist shoe, or you know, a minimalist minimalist being the word that it is, as minimal as possible, then you have more. Your ankles allowed to move freely. Your toes are allowed to expand in the toe box. You know, Americans, even with those fancy shoes, whether they are running shoes or lifting shoes or you know, high heels. Um, we do what's called American foot binding. And I had learned that from an orthopedic doctor one year. I thought, gosh, like that is just so true. I've watched so many people's feet be formed into the types of shoes they wore throughout their career. Most of my clients are in their, you know, 40s to 90s. Yeah. So expanding on that just a little bit more, um, when we don't allow our feet to move properly, I mean, everything starts with our feet. So when we don't allow our feet to move properly and we our bodies will start to move in ways that do make them feel comfortable while snowballing pain and inflammation throughout the rest of the body. So IE, you know, someone comes to me and says, Oh man, my knee, I've never done anything to it. That whole, like, it's a very common story. And I say, okay. And start asking more questions and we dive into the foot thing. You can touch their feet and they are in so much pain. It's unreal. I cannot do um, any of the regular foot movements, which are dorsal flexion, plantar flexion, um, which are just up and down. Yeah. And then it shows me like, well, that pain is now sitting in your knee or it's now sitting in your hip or it's all the way up into your neck, all the way from bad shoes. And right. for me, pretty much all shoes are bad shoes, but you know, we, we still have to move places. So minimalist is kind of the way to go. Sure. So one of the things that I read was that um, somewhere, somewhere along the line, there was some doctor that was talking about how um, pronation, like if you're, you're, your feet pronate it what so what's the opposite like it moves out or it moves in it's so pronation and suppation or something like that is that the opposite version what's that mm -hmm. so you so eversion oh eversion okay, so there's yeah. supination pronation supination mm -hmm. yeah yeah eversion yeah. and uh yeah so yeah there, so, and you can have multiple of those and that's the other problem yeah so they started you can making have an everted pronated foot yeah Right. So they started making these shoes that have all this, this cushion and like heel support. And so as they tried to correct the pronation, which they thought was a bad thing, they started causing other problems in the body and other injuries. Mm -hmm. And so what, that's what I hear you kind yeah. of talking about. It's like bad shoes are going to start to cause you injury. And there's a lot of people and there's so many different ways we can go with this, but there's a lot of people who don't um, correlate 
the pain that they have, say, in their back or their shoulders or their leg with their shoes. We never think it's our shoes, right? Mm-hmm. If anything, we we're right. just like, oh, let's buy better shoes. Let's buy insoles. Let's buy heel supports. Mm-hmm. Let's do these kinds of things. And so we've been led to believe that correction in our shoes is actually going to lead to correction of pain in our body, which you're saying is certainly not the case. Right. And so there's an example in the late 1980s. Um, I'd have to go back to my specific re- reference, but uh, there's a man named Paul Check, and we, we look up to him highly. He's a very, very informed, holistic living man. But he explained a research study that was done by a, um, a, a brand that's still around. I'm not going to not going to kind of call it out until I get the to full information to you. But anyway, they had spent two billion dollars on researching the foot and how it works in shoes, they did know for a fact that the higher the elevation, the worse it would be because your central nervous system, one of its responsibilities is to let you know where you're at in space. And so the higher the heel, just by itself, not even the rest of the shoe, the higher the heel, the harder someone has to strike so that the body can be aware of where it's at. Right. So this big brand had spent $2 billion on this researching um, and found out what the truth is, what we all know now, hid that from the people and blasted this line of their branding and their shoes. And the joke, well, it's not really a joke, but within three years, chiropractic clinics started popping up everywhere. Oh my God. So if, if there's a direct correlation between that, I believe so. Yeah. Um, But again, I can, I can get you that research material so that I don't speak too much on it, but you know, we, we destroy our central nervous system when we, when we hide it, you know, from, from the earth. It's such an interesting thing. And I know there's so much information out there that people can find and research and all that. But again, this, this book born to run really hammers down on a lot of what you're talking about in the shoe industry and how they, they've spent money. Yeah. A big brand spent a ton of money to do a bunch of research and uh, has actually found out the truth about injury with, with shoes and has covered it up and then come out with new lines of shoes to try and, you know, correct that essentially. But um, I think what I want to talk about now, number one, I, uh, a while back, you had sent me a link to Amazon to buy essentially what are called barefoot shoes, but they're, they're just kind of neutral shoes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they're, they're minimalist shoes. Minimalist yeah, shoes. Yeah, there are okay. such a thing as barefoot shoes. Yeah, there yeah. is such a thing as barefoot shoes and they are is what preferred because we are, we stay connected with the ground. So whether it's on the ground or even concrete is, um, is, is, will still will still suffice for being grounded. But when we wear rubber soles, the problem with that is that it disconnects us from what we are supposed to get. And that'll be a whole different conversation I would love to have with you on another podcast. Yeah, with grounding, but, yeah. Um, yeah. So and they're they're obviously more expensive. Um but with minimalist shoes, I mean the the cool part is that they are ranged between thirty and fifty dollars. If you put them through a shoe test, you should be able like if you take your shoe, if anyone's listening now, they can look at their shoe, take the shoe off and see if they can bend it in half. If they can bend the front part of it or not at all, those are not good. If you can twist it like you're like you're wringing out a washcloth, that is the kind of shoe you should have and those are what those minimalist shoes do. Hmm. So those so they are, passed the full true foot shoe test. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I have the link that you sent me and I can definitely share that in the show notes if people want to 
want to, um, you know, go check that out. And I, I posted on Instagram on a story. I said, I joined the revolution and took a picture of my, of my shoes. And, you know, they, they look, they look oh, a little awesome. fun. They look a little funky, but man, they feel great. I put them on. I've been walking around in them. I'm, I'm enjoying it. And just after reading some stuff in this book, I've been doing different exercises to try and strengthen my feet, strengthen the arches of my feet, that kind of stuff. But doing that all barefoot, um, doing running in place, jump roping, skipping, you know, that kind of stuff. But um, so that, you know, a minimalist shoe might help correct some stuff. But can you let people know real quick? about the benefits of strengthening their feet by doing barefoot exercise and that kind of stuff? Yeah, well, the one one biggest thing with this, a lot of this uh, neurological stuff that I do now that has really made a big difference in not just being barefoot and going grounding and the benefits from that, but then also the way that it, the way that it, inter, it synergizes with your brain and it starts to help your brain part out that your toes move differently than your feet and that your feet move differently than your fingers. And it's so weird because I'll tell you a little fun, fun little quip here, but in your brain, certain things that sit next to each other are not actually next to each other with the way that you would see them. If you're looking at an anatomical uh, example of a human body. So that your toes and, or sorry, your feet and your genitals actually sit in the same place in your brain. Isn't that weird? So um, yeah. one thing that I've really noticed, um, it, it, but the one thing I've noticed in my studies that since I've been doing this is that the people who have the worst feet problems, most sensitivity, never get out of their shoes, walk around in their home with their shoes on, is that they also have, for men, they have prostate issues. They have, um, well, other a little more serious sure. issues. Women <laughs> yeah. have really bad periods, um, just things like that. And so when you get people out of their shoes and th- that that um, very sensitive those sensitive topics to people, they've had the most results they've ever had. No matter how many times they've been to the doctor, what medicines they're on, and just getting out of their shoes has been absolutely incredible. So how much it affects your brain and your movement is just it's just fascinating. Yeah, it's a really interesting thing. And again, there's a million different things that we can talk about with it. But so you're talking about so I can talk know, about feet for hours. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Get, get, so you're saying get out of your shoes, but are you talking about like, do people need to take their shoes off and run in place or jump rope or go walk on the grass or go walk on the concrete? Like what, what would you suggest for someone today saying, Hey, I, I kind of like the way this sounds. What's an easy thing that I can get out and do today? Hey, I think that's a great question. Thank you. Um, you know, I get excited, so I get a little sidetracked. <laughs> um, but the best thing to do, I learned the hard way. When I decided I was going to kick off my shoes for good, I literally just kicked them off, and I didn't pick them back up. And within a few weeks, I had what's called a ganglion cyst in my foot. So leading Ouch. by example, I learned, I went to my yeah, I went to my chiropractor at the time, and he took x-rays, made sure I didn't break anything. And he's like, nope, this is what you have, and I suggest you just get back in your shoes for a couple hours and then just kind of ease back into it. So I did that for a few days. It went away and I have done really well since. So my first uh, suggestion to people is to get out of your shoes, start walking around your house. Um, If you're already kind of a barefoot person in your house, definitely get out on the ground. Um, Put your feet, you know, in the bare, sorry, put your feet on the bare ground and just walk back and forth. I wouldn't do it more than 20 to 30 minutes for the first week or two. Just yeah. because as your feet do are allowed to spread out, 
it can cause a little bit more pain. And then a lot of people will think, well, this is causing me more pain. So it's just like when you buy a pair of shoes, right? You're supposed to break them in. It's the same thing when you're going in reverse. You need to kind of slowly break it in. And to someone who did have a bad experience at first, you know, just trust me and listen. One thing that you can do also to kind of help strengthen your feet and get out of your shoes is, you know, when you're sitting down, um, start look over at your toes and start telling your brain to pick up your big toe, whether hmm. it's left one or right one, and then see what happens. Um, so yeah. start kind of practicing with your toes because we need strong toes. We can, we can build strong feet, but if we don't have strong toes, then other parts of our body start to go weak. And a lot of times it's on the outside of our body. So a lot of lateral movement, lateral hip, lateral knee, lateral ankle. So we need good, strong toes too. Hmm. Yeah, I I love it. I love I love the conversation and it's just kind of interesting and and I'm just thinking right now like okay, who's who's the audience who's listening to this? And I don't know that there's like a ton of young people listening to this, but um you know, people who are at my age, 30s, getting into their 40s kind of scenario, you have to think about this stuff, right? It's like you, you start mm-hmm. to have different aches and pains. You don't feel the same when you wake up. You're, you know, your, your back starts to hurt or you sleep, you, you know, you can sleep mm-hmm. yourself into an injury uh, when you start to get older. Yep. <laughs> and so these are the kinds of yeah, things that absolutely. are just interesting to me. And as I've been taking my, my health and fitness a little bit more seriously lately, you know, not just with weight loss, but even mobility is such a huge issue for me as well with having sat so at the desk for mm-hmm. so long and, you know, trying to run, yep. but I keep getting injured and I'm like, this is stupid. You know, I should be able to strengthen my body. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so I just, I, yeah. I love having these conversations. And the body will naturally... The body is very resilient. And if we just become self-aware, that's probably the first thing that I really teach people about, you know, getting out of their shoes or looking down at their feet. A lot of people, when they start doing um, the pronation, if both your feet are pronated, so for anyone looking down at their feet watching this, if you're standing, and if your feet are both turned, your left foot's turned up to the left and your right foot's turned up to the right, and you're basically in a duck stance, now your lower back is in hyperflexion, which is not good. It forces your hip flexors to become more, even more overworked, overstressed, and overstimulated. And then yeah. here, here's a snowball effect of what's going to happen with inflammation. Is a long time ago, and I'm sure this is, I'm sure the statistic has changed, but I wanted to share something I probably shared with you all those years ago at the gym was that they can sum up that not acute, um, but chronic inflammation, about 90% of it outside of digestion health can be tied directly to shoes. Hmm. So it's a very interesting thing. Of course, that was, that was uh, about eight years ago yeah. that I read that. So I'm sure it's changed a little bit, but I, it's either gotten worse. I really doubt it's gotten that much better, to be honest. Yeah. So, well, I think we it, gave it's a an lot- important thing and it's free. That's right. it too, you know, and then you can buy three pairs of minimalist shoes for 90 bucks. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I, like I said, I just got my first pair and I'm about to uh, go on a bike ride and I'm just, I'm even going to wear them while I bike ride. I don't know if that's frowned upon or not, but yeah. that's what I'm, that's what I'm oh, going to no, do. I do it. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm going to do. I love it. So. And I can feel the air just going through them. So it keeps yeah. them nice too. <laughs> right. Right. So, so. um that, I mean, really, that's all I wanted to talk to you about. I know we could go on and on about it, but I just kind of want to introduce that idea and uh, maybe see what people have to say or see how they react to it. Maybe they, it gets their gears turning about, 
you know, what they can do to maybe yeah. have stronger feet, I guess. Um, so is there yeah, somewhere, absolutely. Is there, well, is there somewhere mm-hmm. online that people can get a hold of you in case they have any other questions or want to meet with you? I believe that they can contact me through zenrx.shop. Okay. I have, uh, we have, again, everything's kind of new. So or they could reach sure. me through my email also. And that is kind of old school. It's zenfitnessict at gmail.com. Yep. And I would love to talk with anyone about any, anything, you know, when it, feet are such a big, broad thing. Um, and it ties into every single aspect of our, of our life, including our digestion, how our organs, how our organs function properly or, uh, not proper. So if someone has specific questions, then maybe you and I can do this again and just have a little Q and a, I think that would be wonderful. There's just, there's so much to talk about. Yep, for sure. Well, yeah, like I said, I just kind of want to introduce the idea. And when I started reading about the barefoot thing and then I hit you up and I bought the shoes, I was like, I want to have her on. I want to talk about this because it kind of fits the fits the motif of what I've been doing with this podcast. And so I appreciate you coming on as always. Absolutely. You're, you're yeah. A, you're well, I like of- that book. I think that book really helped promote the idea of, of going back to ancestral movement. Yeah, you know? for sure. So that's a yeah. great book. I'm really glad you dove in. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've, I had another episode where I read an excerpt um, from the book and it's just really kind of been hit me in a good way. And um, yeah. So I appreciate you coming on. Thank you so awesome. much. And I'm, I'm sure we'll talk to you again sometime soon. Yeah. I'd love to. Thanks for having me on Jason. We'll talk. All right. soon. We'll see you, Ashley. Thanks.